1: We go, oh, i got to do something else that I haven't done before. this three, three! Oh, Steph hit it from the Park Station!
0: What up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. The Dubs get the comfortable win against the Clippers, 131-104. to Nice little 27-point drubbing. Lock up the one seed and pay tribute to Oracle and the We Believe Warriors in a pretty awesome way. All that's coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network.
1: You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: What up everybody? Welcome in to Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. What's a good the dubs beat the Clippers last night by 27, 131 to 104. Officially lock up that number one seed in the West. And while doing so, also knock the clips down to the eighth seed, which is probably the preferable spot for the dubs. Uh, for that first first round matchup. They want to play the Clippers for a number of different reasons. We'll get into that a little bit later. But let's start with, I was going to say the game, but I guess pregame really is where we're going to start because, as you know, Steph Curry has done the ode to Oracle, I guess you could say, shouting out some of the former greats at Oracle. And I wouldn't be surprised if he continued to do it during the playoffs because there's number of other players as well that he could, you know, uh, give shout-outs to, whatever, show respect to, but who knows. But either way, uh, he's been showing up in different jerseys. He did a Baron Davis and Andrus Uh I think there was a Steven Jackson in there. Draymond showed up in a J-Rich that he actually stole from Steph. So it's been a, a cool thing to see, but I remember when Steph was interviewed about, it was just one of his regular, you know, press availabilities was asked about the alternate jerseys that they've been wearing throughout the year and stuff like that and showing love to Oracle. And he said, I can't believe we haven't, or we're not going to do a, we believe night, you know, we're not going to wear those unis that they wore. And when he said that, I figured that was not fixable that that's because there's a ton of bureaucratic you know, paperwork, red tape, whatever you want to call it, that goes into being able to wear alternate jerseys. But tonight, the dubs showed up and showed out in the We Believe unis, the, what is it, script unis or script, yeah, script unis that uh, they wore uh, back in the We Believe days, and I think, I might have the dates wrong. They might have said 02 to 08, but maybe it was longer than that. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Uh, Those are the unis they wore during We Believe. That's what they are mostly referred to as, the We Believe jerseys. And uh, the place went nuts. Oracle was lit tonight. The players were hyped off wearing these unis. They were hyped off the chance to play a somewhat meaningful game uh, against the Clippers where they were one. Not only were the Warriors playing for the one seed, but they're also playing to knock the Clippers down to the eighth seed, which they did successfully. But when Steph ripped off that jersey and uh, showed the crowd that he was wearing, the the throwback, the We Believe uni. The place went nuts. Steph also went nuts. It was a really cool moment, really cool situation. Uh, On to the game now, though, because as cool as the unis were, and they were, and it was fun, great moment, there was a game played that the Warriors took advantage of. The Dubs started out the game, uh, fired up, ready to go. KD came out aggressive, which... You know, I like to see. I've been talking about that recently, but at the same time, he's had a great feel for when to be aggressive and when not to, and tonight he came out firing immediately, knocked down his first four shots, and they were early shots. It wasn't, uh, you know, him being passive at all. It wasn't last resort shots or anything like that. KD was getting after it in the first, which... Was huge because he kind of slowed down throughout the rest of the game, but it got him off to a nice start. Uh, in the first, he was four for four for ten points, one of one from three. Steph had a nice first two, going four for uh, four for six nine points. Steph struggled from the three point line, uh, but it wasn't obviously wasn't that big of a detriment because they won by twenty seven. Uh, but on a night when they're not shooting well from three, to get a twenty seven point win is really encouraging. And so, you know, Boogie also struggled big time tonight, uh, which will happen. It does happen, um, especially against certain certain types of players. He had trouble against Zubach. He had trouble against uh, Montrezl Harrell, two guys who Harrell can definitely match his strength. Zubach can match his size. So he definitely had a, a, a tough go of it this evening. Uh, Landry Shamit for the, the Clippers, man, is nice. He's, you know, I I hate to make the comparison to either Steph or Clay, just because, oh, he's a good three-point shooter, but the way he moves off the ball for a rookie is incredible. He's going to have a great career, and it kills me that he went 26th in the draft to the Sixers. He's a guy who I had my eye on uh, throughout the draft process, and who knows if the Warriors would have taken him if he was there at 28. But, man, it was, it was close to happening, in my mind at least. Uh, but he's nice. He had a one hell of a first quarter. He basically kept the Clippers in it by himself. He went four of five from three for 12 points. Uh, he was knocking down everything, and they weren't just open looks or anything like that. He, there's, there's reason to make maybe not a comparison, but there's a reason why you say you can see Steph and Clay's kind of game in his game, just the way he moves off the ball is is ridiculous, especially for a rookie. Uh, McKinney got some early minutes with uh, Andre Guadalla out tonight, and he played well. He played really well for, for especially, for, you know, for McKinney he played well. No, he played well. He came in, got four minutes in the first, knocked down a three, played some good defense. He had a huge block against Zubac at the rim. Uh, he's He's starting to round into form, which is nice because, like I've said, as well as Quinn Cook has played over the last two, three weeks or so, um, and they'll find minutes for Quinn because he is playing well and he will be able to contribute, As they would prefer McKinney to start playing better because of his positional versatility, defensive versatility, uh, etc. Damian Lee also got some minutes with uh, Andre Gudala out. Steve Kerr really emptied the bench tonight, everyone ended up getting some playing time and not just in garbage time either. Uh, So that was was good to see. And Bogut was was solid this evening as well, which is pretty great because when they decided to sign him, it was a nice nostalgia thing and you hoped that it would work out, but he has been able to give them everything they would need in a backup center, a backup big uh, that they were looking for. And, you know, he's probably their third string center if you really went through first, second, third string, but it just depends on matchup, uh, whether it's Boogie, Looney, or Bogut. But Bogut's been really good uh, for, for what they need from him, so, so it's been great to see. Uh, in the first, the dubs ended with a four-point lead. Like I said, it was the, the Landry Shamit shooting that basically kept the, the Clippers in it. And in the second, a little bit more of the same, except for the fact that the second unit for the Warriors really struggled. And part of that is when DeMarcus Cousins struggled, struggles, the second unit struggles. And Cousins had a really bad game tonight. I mean, there's no other way around it. He went 0 for 5 in the second quarter, 0 for 2 from 3. Uh, That second unit did not get much done. Sean Livingston was... Was solid. Uh, I brought up Bo because he had to come in for Demarcus after uh, about five minutes because he was just ineffective. He was just really ineffective. Uh, Jonas Jarebko knocked down a three, which was good to see. As you all know, I mean, when it comes to guys, these bench players like Jarebko and McKinney and Quinn Cook to an extent as well. Uh, it, it it all kind of hinges on whether they can make their threes or not, and defense. Those are the two most important things that the Warriors look at. For role players and fringe players like that, so to see uh, Jonas knock down threes, McKinney knocked down a couple threes. Quinn actually went zero for three tonight from three, but he was five of nine from the field with ten points. So in that second quarter, like I said, it wasn't anything to write home about, uh, so to speak. But the Dubs did beat uh, beat the Clippers in the second, thirty to twenty seven, which then gives them a seven point lead going into the third. Uh, it was 62-55 for the dubs. Cousins started the game 0 for 9. He was 0 for 8 in the first half. Misses his first shot in the third going 0 for 9. Finally knocks one down going 1 for 10. And in the third, this is where the warriors won this game because they just blew them out of the water. They destroyed them. It was a 42 to 18 point quarter and the dubs just went off. Draymond actually led the team in scoring in the third. He had 10 points, and it was his defense and his transition offense that really led this team. Defensively, he was everywhere. He was absolutely everywhere making plays. He had three steals, and then in transition, I think he had at least three of those kind of old-school Draymond plays that we used to see where he'd get a rebound uh, or a steal and just go 100 miles an hour to the rim. Like nothing was going to stop him, and it didn't always work out, but it did work out tonight. We saw some of that from Draymond. It's good to see him locking in uh, as the playoffs approach. You can tell that he is locked in. Uh, Kavon Looney had, gave him really good minutes tonight as well, coming off the bench. He just he just knows where to be and when. When to cut. When to you know set set a good screen. He's just he just had a really solid game and he's been really good for him. And as I look forward to free agency, like he's got to be a priority for the Warriors as he's going to be an unrestricted free agent. He actually ended the game tonight uh, with 14 points off the bench, going 7 of 9 with 6 rebounds. And guess what? I know we've done this a bunch before, but guess how his rebounds broke down. 3 offensive, 3 defensive. He's top 5 in offensive rebounding percentage, which makes him one of the best offensive rebounders in the game. I mean, and that for a team like the Warriors with the shooting and offense they have is an incredibly important and valuable skill that Kavon Looney has. Uh, so in the third, like I said, the Warriors just put it on them pretty <laughs> nasty. Uh, they ended the third up 104 to 73. Ouch. 31 point lead going into the fourth. So this thing was over. The fourth was mostly garbage time. Uh, nothing really happened there, but... A great ending to the third, especially considering the night of, we believe, and the last regular season game at Oracle. You had Steph Curry dribbling it down with about eight seconds left, goes over to the hash, left hash, has a defender in his face pretty much, and he just puts up a rainbow three, knocks it in with about one second left. Place is going nuts. Steph's going nuts, and the ball game was over. And it was awesome, and it was a lot of fun and a great way to end the last Well, it wasn't the end, but a great way to send off Oracle uh, for their last regular season game. Going to take one quick break, come back, talk about some postgame stuff, uh, probably play Steph's interview for you and uh, some other things that happened throughout the night. This is Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. Is there anything more craveable than the smell of McDonald's fries? If someone's hiding an order of fries, they're never hiding it well. It takes one whiff to trigger a fry craving that will only be satisfied the McDonald's way. So stand up if you would like to taste the smell of a McDonald's fry right now. Did you just stand? Because if you did, then you earned yourself a trip to the McDonald's drive-thru
1: for your own steamy carton of crispy golden goodness. ba
0: ba ba Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Microsoft Surface and Teams. At CDW, we get the future of remote meetings works differently. Oh. Going right from launch directly into a meeting, that could be awkward. But with Microsoft Surface Devices with Teams orchestrated by CDW, the future works better. Touchscreen voice capabilities keep teams engaged and productive, enabling you to always collaborate with confidence. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining. Psst, you have a spinach in your teeth. Thanks for the tip, man. IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at cdw.com slash surface. What up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked on Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. What's up? What's good? <laughs> the tubs beat the Clippers. A lot to a little. How about that? Uh, no, it was 131 to 104. And... Fourth quarter was entirely garbage time. Steph, Draymond, and KD didn't even play in the fourth. Clay and Cousins got a couple minutes, but that was it. The Dubs were completely locked in the entire game because this one held some importance uh, for the fact it's the last regular season game at Oracle. If everything goes perfect in the playoffs, there will be eight more games at Oracle. So we have that to look forward to, but... Like I said, last regular season game at Oracle, they're in the the we believe unis and the fact that they had the chance to knock the Clippers down to the eighth spot in the Western Conference standings. And that's exactly what they did with a 27 point win. And now the Clippers are in the eighth spot. They have the same record at the moment as the San Antonio Spurs. So the Spurs own the tiebreaker and OKC is a half a game ahead of them right now. But OKC has two games left where the Clippers only have one game left. OKC will be playing Houston and then Milwaukee. And we'll see if either team decides to rest anyone in those games, uh, either Houston or Milwaukee, because Houston's pretty much got its spot wrapped up. They're the three seed right now, but they aren't, you know, actually, I don't know. They're only a half game behind the Nuggets right now. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. But Milwaukee, as we know, has the best record in the game. Uh, and the Clippers play Utah in a couple days. So we'll see what happens. Utah's another team, though. They don't have much to play for, so they might rest people. Bottom line is the 8th seed is still up in the air, but with this win tonight, the Warriors definitely put the Clippers back in the running for the 8th seed, the competition for the 8th seed. So we'll see what happens, but it was important for them to get this win. To at least put them in the competition for the 8th seed. Because the Warriors would much rather play the Clippers than anyone else. Uh, probably going to be the easiest opponent, so to speak. Because they, they just don't have any top tier talent. They have a lot of nice talent, but none of them are top tier. Where the Spurs at least have Aldridge and DeRozan and are really disciplined. And OKC has Westbrook and George. And not that it would be a big deal, but you'd have to deal with going to OKC and the the drama that would surround Kevin Durant. Not that I don't think it would bother him that much, but it would just be something to deal with. And they would much rather spend their time in L.A. than OKC or San Antonio. It's that simple. So getting that win was nice for the dubs tonight. One thing I wanted to play was Steph's uh, on-court post-game interview with Kareth Burke. Nothing groundbreaking here, but he just you know, pays tribute to Oracle and stuff. So I just wanted to play that for you guys. So here it is. Does it feel a storybook to clinch the one seed in the last regular season game
1: at Oracle? Yeah, but the story's not over. Obviously, it's kind of,
0: uh, We got to honor the night in terms of the end of the regular season. What we are going
1: to accomplish was, uh the next chapter in terms of what the next two and a half months uh, for us you know once we want that to be so uh, we can celebrate tonight this great atmosphere the crowd was amazing uh, obviously the throwback jerseys uh a lot, a lot to celebrate for sure you let out a roar at the start of the game when you guys revealed that you were wearing the we believe jerseys do you feel like history was captured tonight honored tonight for sure i mean 47 years in this building uh, a lot of a lot has happened this jersey represents a great era. Uh, I mean, obviously what we've been able to do winning championships and celebrating, you know, in this world in the city means a lot. So uh, definitely wanted to take a moment to reflect and, and, and be proud of, you know, where we came from. 27 points for you, and that three you had to close the third quarter really felt like the energy was coursing through you. Did you feel the spirit tonight? For sure. I mean, we're, uh, we're building momentum, and... I think we're all, you know, trusting each other and playing at a high level, so want to, you know, carry that into the, you know, this this coming weekend. So excited about where we are. Um, ready, ready to go. No, thank you, Steph.
0: 20- so there's Steph on the win, the situation with Oracle, and I agree with him that yes, there should be a celebration in the way they did it tonight for the last regular season game, but it just doesn't feel like goodbye yet. Obviously, because there's the playoffs coming up. And they're going to have at least a couple games there uh, still remaining. So I can't wait. I can't wait for the regular season to be over, man. It's weird how long the last, like, two weeks have, have dragged of the regular season. And, man, if it feels like that for me, I can't imagine what it feels like for the players. Going to take one more quick break, come back, wrap this thing up for the day. This is Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. Today, every answer matters more than ever before. What up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. What's up? Wrapping this thing up for the day, I just wanted to mention another nice thing that happened last night in paying tribute to Oracle. Uh, Steve Kerr, after the game, you know, gave a little speech and mentioned that there's going to be a major banner hung uh, at the Chase Center paying tribute to Oracle and it's a big, beautiful yellow banner. And in blue writing says 47 years in uh, Oakland, California. So I thought that was great. Great touch by uh, the organization. And I think they're doing a great job of trying to ease the pain of them not being at Oracle or in Oakland anymore. And paying proper tribute to, to Oakland. I think a major part of that is Steph Curry making sure that they do. Not that they wouldn't otherwise, but... Uh, Steph, you know, spent the first 10 years of his career in Oakland, went through the the good times and bad in Oakland. You know, they were in Oakland when he met Aisha and got married and had his kids and all that. So it's, it's important to him uh, as well as the organization. So I think they've done a great job. Going to go to League Pass picks for tonight. And my pick is nothing because there are no NBA games tonight, which of sucks, so here's my league pass pick. It is the uh, NCAA championship game, or not. I, I have a tough time watching college basketball for a number of reasons. The product isn't great, and the players aren't getting paid. But check it out. should be fun. <laughs> Come back tomorrow for another episode of Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network.
1: You can't climb a mountain if it's smooth, right? You got to go over the rough spots.
0: You are Locked On Warriors, your daily podcast on the Golden State Warriors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.